0: What's up, I'm Sonia. And I'm Leela. We're both high schoolers in a global pandemic bored out of our minds. And we bring you You Speaks, a podcast where two brown girls talk mental health, society, pandemic, and everything in between. So in our last episode, we talked about feminism and sort of this whole equal rights movement between men and women um, and everything in between. So in this episode, we're going to have a guest speaker talking about sort of the struggles of men in society today. And beyond but first sonia are gonna have <clears throat> Sonya and i are gonna have like, a short conversation about it first yeah so we were just gonna talk about toxic masculinity like in general um we have a couple of stories and also a couple of examples that we're gonna cover and it'll definitely be a good conversation so yeah totally okay so my first my story with toxic masculinity um i remember actually in like ninth grade science I believe it was Mm -hmm. was, like so long ago um we were doing a unit it was like that a health semester of science and like Mm -hmm. we were doing a unit on like healthy ways to express your emotions or something and we would watch this documentary about Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity it was like the first time I'd ever oh my god stop was it like you watch it yes I think that was gonna be my story Lila wait (laughs) no No, wait was it the one where like you have to like like, people can't show emotion or, like, something about guys, like, not being able to... Yeah. It was literally yeah. that. It was yeah. literally that. Wait, that's actually hella funny that we both watched the same... I know. ...masculinity thing in ninth grade science. It was actually, like, really... I watched it lit, I'm pretty sure. It was actually really sad. I came back and I told my parents about it. And since, like, my parents are kind of, like, traditional, even though they're, like, open to new things, they're still, like, oh, you know, like, what is toxic masculinity, that kind of stuff... Um we were just having a family conversation. My mom was like, yeah, that like really hit me. And she was like, that really like educated me on like what I need to do better and like what I can like do, you know, moving forward. And then um, I thought that was like really amazing, you know, that documentary and how much like, how much it like got people to actually change their beliefs and, you know, kind of showed people what they're missing and what they're not supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. I mean, some like one of the shocking statistics I remember was that the the rate at which men commit suicide Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I remember being really taken aback by that and, like, just, like, really, like, sombered. Is that how you pronounce the word? No, I don't know, but see, it's a word <laughs> now. I mean. yeah. yeah. By it all. And, but, like, to sort of, like, juxtapose that, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that either. Um, Like, a lot of the boys in my class were, like, laughing at it or, like, making fun of it and weren't taking it seriously. And it was just, like, sort of painful to watch, like, the very thing the documentary was talking about like happened in real life you know and it was just like just this whole thing around that I've seen of boys like not wanting to this is a generalization I've met many guys who are like super chill and express their Mm -hmm. emotions and all that but there is this culture around keeping it all inside and not showing showing emotion because it's considered like a sign of weakness you know Definitely. I think it just has to, like, I remember um, when I was growing up, I used to live with this other family, and we were, like, family friends for a really long time, and um, the mom would constantly tell her son, like, don't cry, you know, like, don't be a girl, like, you're a man, you got to, like, suck it up, like, you know, um, none of this is for you, and I just think that that's, like, so toxic, you know, because if there's, like, a point where, her son actually has to show emotion he won't because of all this you know negativity that's like perceived no not perceived like push towards like um showing emotion when being a guy or like crying or like showing pain or anything you know what I mean totally. and after like it gets like bottled up you know there there's gonna be bad things that happen you know yeah I mean? yeah I mean like I feel like there's an evolutionary reason to mm-hmm. why we show emotion it's like a cathartic experience that we all go through like biologically we all Mm -hmm. experience emotion on the same level and so to tell someone to bottle that up from such a young age like I can't even imagine the negative effects of that and how that plays out too and it like plays out in other societal factors too like not like expressing yourself through makeup or clothing like there's a certain way that Mm -hmm. boys or men have to express themselves through like the stuff they wear and when they step out of that binary it's considered like they're breaking some like I don't know like like law or something no definitely you know and also like um not being able to you know style themselves however they want whether that's like doing their hair you know doing their eyebrows I remember like I I just told you about this but I was in a call with a couple of people the other day and I don't think any of them listened to this. So I'm like open to talking about it. But, um, you know, they were talking, one of the guys were like, Hey, do you guys do your eyebrows? And everyone kind of like shut off. And they were like, what? Like, why would you do your eyebrows? And I just think that's like, that's such a simple thing to get mad or like, really like you know sensitive about because it's just the kind of thing that like yeah if you do your eyebrows great you look better if you don't do your eyebrows great you look better too you know like that's not really something that um only females can do or like only feminine men can do I think it's a lot about like um people not wanting to be like girls or like girly yeah not being perceived as like too feminine because that is like Mm -hmm. really in tandem with being perceived as gay and like there's so many jokes around that like there's so like the whole like no homo thing like there's yeah. so many there's just a culture created around men being afraid of being perceived as queer in any way which i think is really messed up cuz like i definitely i personally feel like anyone's queerness does not like immediately correlate with the way they express themselves you know and just to mm-hmm. like label an entire community like that is just so I don't know. It's it's messed up. And I know that people are talking about it right now. But it's still mm-hmm. happening. Like, you're, you're, the example that you were giving. Like, one little thing. Like, someone being like, I do my eyebrows just erupted, you know? Right. And, like, honestly, I, I definitely get what you mean about the labels. I feel like a lot of guys, um, they assume that heterosexuality is, like, the norm. And, like, everyone's, like, um, straight. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it gets... Annoying to a point where, you know, the second that like a guy starts hanging out with a bunch of girls, he's perceived as gay or like, um, homosexual or something like that, because that's that probably isn't the case. And the fact that they have to go on and, like, say that is probably harmful for the guy itself, right? Right. And also, like, I see it when people want to be, like, super dominant in, like, relationships or even in, like, family, you know. Like, I'm the head of the family. I'm the head of the relationship. Or, like, even, like, with, like, sexual culture, like, I don't want to be a bottom. Like, that's that's gay, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've definitely heard that, like, on so many Twitter, like, threads about (laughs) that. um, Yeah. Which is just, like, its own like rabbit hole in itself but yeah and definitely and like the like queer community is so obviously amazing and like completely we support that so much it's so much in conflict with straight men especially like straight white men who have are the ones who have traditionally created these like norms that are so so strong and I just wish that we could break this binary and that like people's expression of themselves and like the way they dress and the way they you know like express themselves Mm -hmm. isn't determined doesn't determine their identity or isn't determined by identity you know definitely definitely yeah and also like um I was just kind of thinking about this while we were talking about labeling um I see that a lot of people who have like a lot of guys who have their pronouns in their bio or like repost like Instagram infographics or like shut you down when you're saying like slurs that's like the basic thing to do like that's the bare minimum Mm -hmm. and they still get made fun of it like I remember I have a group of like guy friends who I was like hey guys like put your pronouns in your bio and one of them was like um no everyone's gonna like make fun of me and I was like is that really what you care about like is that really the point of this conversation yeah no it's just I think it's social media I know we brought it up a lot but like the Mm -hmm. whole performative sort of activism activism part of social media can just like get so conflated with real activism and like real taking real steps forward and I think that like people having pronouns in their bio is actually really really helpful I mean I personally really like appreciate it because I don't want to disrespect anyone I don't want to misgender anyone and like Mm -hmm. i see it as like a bare minimum like basic oh my god wait i should put my pronouns in my bio i'm just thinking about that yeah (laughs) you should (laughs) guys put your pronouns in your bio i feel like such a hypocrite i just i haven't even thought about instagram in so long anyways um i will do that right after this (laughs) Mm -hmm. no you're totally good i like i think it just like it helps the trans community in so many ways and just like the fact that you don't want to do it just because you're gonna be like made fun of it's just like yeah like, or you don't want to ruin your aesthetic. Like, that's not the point. You know, like, you're helping people's lives. Yeah, people's lives, lives and, even, and, like, communities community. and, like, lifestyle. People, not lifestyles, but, like, people's quality of life is more important than, like, your Instagram bio aesthetic. Definitely. I I know so many people that need to listen to this episode that probably won't. And it's just, like, like I'm talking directly at them yeah, or, like, too. to them. And they're not even going oh, to... That's so annoying. No, same. Like... I know exactly what you're meaning. Like, their names are ringing in my head right now. I know. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. So, well, today we do have a guest speaker because we did figure that, like, we are two women talking about an issue that Uh affects mostly male identifying people. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously it affects us in other ways, but directly affects male identifying people. So, yeah, Sonia, you want to introduce our guest speaker for today? Yeah. So today we have Rohan. Tir- <laughs> Sorry. So today we have Rohan Tiramala. Um, he's gonna talk about the stigma <clears throat> of mental health in men, especially with education and showing like kind of like stress. And he's kind of gonna incorporate a South Asian lens into it. So, um, Rohan and I have been close friends since we were maybe in eighth grade, and um, he's also the founder of his own nonprofit organization, Stress Routines, which I'm sure he'll. Um, introduce in the recording. So, yeah, let's just get on to it. Hey, Rohan, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing?
0: We're good. Pretty good. just like a kind of like an apocalyptic time, but that's oh sort God. of how this entire year has been. Yeah, definitely.
1: I, I like woke up and the sky was for real yellow and I was so confused.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. I thought it was like i almost slept in because i was I, like wait I, why is there no light it's yeah so i literally scary. had
1: to have my room light on the entire day for classes because i it, like you couldn't see my face on the zoom because it was that right dark.
0: literally and right. like it was i was so sleepy the entire day because it felt like it felt like one of those days in like russia or iceland when it's just mm-hmm. dark for like 24 hours exactly. I,
1: know. I mean now it's actually dark because well whatever but...
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. we are recording yeah. this very late like, in the <laughs> evening. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So um, Rohan's just kind of here to talk about mental health in men, because I know that there's a lot of stigma around that. So how do you think um, expressing your own emotions have been? Like, I know it can be hard for a lot of people. And, you know, we just want to know how you feel about that. So like, do you feel free to express your emotions as much as you want? Or are there like any social barriers holding you back?
1: So like you mentioned, there's definitely a lot of stigma around expressing mental health issues talking about your emotions and obviously coming from my pers- okay, perspective, <laughs> um, there's a lot of it, it heart like hardships coming from the male perspective because i mean it goes back like forever it's not like something that's just recently developed where it's like you have to like sort of put on this like tough persona type thing where right like there you can't show any weakness you have to like, always be strong, like, and that's just, I mean, maybe some people can do it, but I personally feel like it's very close to impossible to always be happier, always be positive and stuff, and yeah, I definitely agree that there is, like, a, there are social barriers holding, um, not just, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I'll talk from the male perspective, but of course, like, anyone can feel that social barrier pressure to not, Uh, express their true emotions or always have to pretend to be happy and stuff
0: like that right great thank you so much for that so I know that we are really excited to interview you today because you have started this nonprofit called stress-free teens with this mission to talk about mental health raise awareness for mental health specifically in teens and to alleviate the insane stress that you know comes with just being a teenager but Not only that, just, like, everything. Um, And you are, you know, you are a man in society talking outwardly about mental health. Do you think that this, in this day and age, that would be considered stepping out of the norm? Or did you face any challenges or barriers with this? Or was it more of a smooth sailing process?
1: Yeah, so definitely. um, Personally, so for me, I think that, Talking about mental health from a like guy's pr- perspective, that's definitely, like, different. Because um, a lot of the time you see, like, these super, like, stereotypical, like, athletic guys. They're, like, super right. hard. Stuff like that. You wouldn't... Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't want st- to... I don't want to stereotype either. But, like, normally, like, you wouldn't see those, like, f- like, the jocks, like, starting a nonprofit about mental health. Unless, obviously, they were super passionate about it or something like that. So... Right. I, being the, like, not just, like, being an officer, like, just joining as a volunteer, but, like, starting this nonprofit was definitely, um, strange at first, and I, I, like, would be lying if I said I didn't feel, like, self-conscious or, especially when we were first starting, and when it was just me before I had, like, people on my officer team and things like that. Um, I I think, as many teenagers know, like, you see a lot of random non-profits like pop up, especially around like college time and stuff like that, that don't really have like a purpose. And I started this like over a year ago and I it's definitely something that I really believe in. And that's, I also like made sure that to have like a couple of other uh, guys on the officer team and like we have and things like that, because um, yeah, like I said, it's definitely a different perspective to hear it from a guy because you just usually don't see it and we don't usually uh show it like our emotions talking about mental health publicly and things like that
0: definitely yeah um i definitely like i know that when you first started it even me you know progressive as i am i was still very you know surprised taken aback by the fact that you know there was like a guy fighting to make difference in the community which was definitely you know not great of me but yeah um, so like, I kind of have like a last question for you. So how does expressing your emotions feel in the context of like the South Asian community and like how accepting have your parents been or like how society's been of like everything you've accomplished?
1: So talking a little bit about like that South, like you mentioned being South Asian, obviously we're all Indian, but, um, or sorry, I, I'm assuming you're Indian. Oh yeah, um, sure, yes. Um, yes. But, um, I think especially in our community, more so like first obviously we have that first barrier of being a male and then even more being an Indian it's like you almost never hear like you unless it's like some crazy like thing you don't normally see like kids go to their very Indian parents and be like guys like I'm like sad I have mental health issues right Mm things like that like it's just it's obviously of course it happens again I don't want to stereotype but it's not something that's very common Mm -hmm. Uh, so being in that South Asian community plus being a male I think it's definitely a very different perspective and um I think it's wait, it sounds like I'm just like bragging but like (laughs) I I, like I personally really like love like working for stress-free teens like do like creating coming up with new ideas like our blogs and podcasts and things like that because different perspective and i think it's really important for people to see that and obviously me starting a nonprofit isn't going to like revolutionize like stigma and stereotypes all over the world but like it's nice to like feel like you're making that or trying to make that small difference if you know what i mean
0: Definitely, definitely. And I think that, you know, you doing the nonprofit is amazing for the community, especially because the place. So, Rohan, I went to the same middle school, and I know that um, a lot of people in that middle school and like in that area don't really understand mental health struggles. And I think that it's really important how you're bringing it out to the community.
1: For sure. Yeah. Like, like Sonia mentioned, like, especially in our area like in the bay and uh well now she's moved but in the south bay especially there's like since we do feel like most kids feel like academic stress like outside of well i don't know what the word is but like outside of school stress and i think it's really important for people to be having those conversations so that there is you can at least try to bring more awareness to it and things like that
0: totally definitely thank you so much rohan for coming on today you like you have a really i think unique perspective and it was it was great to hear from you i definitely look forward to seeing everything that you're going to do and i'm excited that you love the work that you're doing so much because i think it's really important
1: thank you so much and yeah uh, thank you for having me on thank you for reaching out and um, I'd of course anytime invite me back so I can pretend I'm like popular and talk about different things. <laughs> of
0: course, yes. of course, yeah, <laughs> duh. Um, yeah. Yes. So again, like, thank you for coming. It was great to hear your, sp- yeah, it was great to hear your perspective. Um, but yeah, we'll catch up later. Bye, bye, bye. Hey, Rohan. Um, that was a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I think like so many people need to hear this, as we mentioned before. Um, but uh, it was definitely a good conversation. One of our best, I think. Yeah. Thank you, Ron. You were like, I know he's I not it. here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I, you're listening and you were a great, a great insight. So nice to meet you. You are so academically gifted also. Like, I know. What? He's so amazing. <laughs> I'm still shocked. Um, but yeah, guys who are listening, everybody who's listening, make sure you prioritize your mental health and keep yourself like take care of yourselves, you know? Um our next yeah. conversation, what is our next conversation gonna be about, Sonia? Um, our next conversation is about is with Pia Devdasani. I don't know how to pronounce your name right. I'm sorry if you're listening. Um, but we've been friends since we were maybe like lower middle school, maybe in like sixth grade. I actually like started I like used to hate her, (laughs) which is so weird now because she's one of my best friends. (laughs) No, literally, I had I have such bad first impressions of like everyone. It's so bad. Okay, but anyways, um, she's gonna be talking about self love and confidence and kind of giving us her four step routine to how to love yourself, which is actually really helpful. It's actually really helpful. I was like, wow, like she came up with like a good. (laughs) It was so much better than any of the yeah um also yeah. everybody feel free to send us a dm on instagram if you need advice ever you can send one to our personal accounts too um it's 100 percent anonymous that is a promise definitely. my favorite sentence to say also <laughs> you can always call in on anchor and send us a voicemail and we can feature you on our podcast definitely um so our instagram is at you speak ca um we're almost at three thousand followers which is crazy what? uh yeah so thank you so much for the support um I know that we do have kind of an audience. And we love that we're kind of, you know, talking to you guys about stuff and educating you about stuff that's not necessarily talked about in, like, social media and everything. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it for today. Um, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.